Welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes, a Bachelor Nation podcast. I'm Sampy. And I'm Christy, and we're back to recap Katie's season of The Bachelorette. We're back for episode three. Yes. You ready, Christy? I'm ready. This was a very... Where would you like to begin? I was just going to say this was a very interesting episode. A lot of heavy topics. So I guess we probably should start where we left off, which was failing to have a rose ceremony. Yes, we come back and Carl is still on his nonsense. <laughs> I think the guys are still questioning him. Uh, I think they might have replayed some of what they played last week because I kept hearing the line, I didn't put anyone on blast, and everyone's saying, you did. <laughs> I believe the term for that is bloviate, which basically just means to talk for a long time about nothing. Yeah, that's that sounds accurate. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple people like that this season. Yes, we'll we'll meet another one this episode later on. Mhm. Yeah, so she just completely then cancels the rest of the pre-rose ceremony cocktail party, right? Yes. Um, says they're going to go straight to the rose ceremony. And then, like, she goes off to cry some more, I guess. And then the producers send in Greg to comfort her. Yeah. Because, of course. Cry, you know, <laughs> yeah, cry, talk to the producers, you know, this or that. She did like Greg. Yes. Anytime the so. lead is upset, there's always certain guys that get chosen <laughs> to <laughs> play the comforter role. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you haven't irritated her too much. I guess we'll send you. Yeah. A whole lot of just smacking Carl around. Yeah, and then right before the rose ceremony, there's this weird scene where they show Carl just pacing by himself, like doing air punches, like pumping yeah, himself yeah, up. Like, oh, oh, I like I'm unstoppable. Like they think they think they're gonna send me home. They have another thing coming, which is just funny. Like he has any control over that whatsoever. No. As we as we were talking about before, either the first I think it was the first episode, just about how it's like, wait, what is? What is wrong with you? You, and I think again, this is maybe just a, a perhaps a trait that ends up in motivational speakers sometimes, just about how like, oh well, I control my destiny. I can do whatever, and it's like, well, now you you exist in a cruel, dark world that is way more powerful than you can ever be. <laughs> oh yeah, he has no idea. He doesn't even realize that, like, all the guys have, like, bonded together at this point. Because we get this line oh, yeah, from Mike. Yeah. We have the responsibility to protect the queen. <laughs> 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 Which we'll see later on. Actually meant something. I thought it was just a mm -hmm. line at the time. Yeah, well, I, I guess nothing brings people get together and we've seen this throughout history, both on The Bachelor, but also in general history. That and it's kind of scary sometimes. But there's, 
nothing quite like a shared hatred of somebody or some other group to really light a fire under people. And in this case, Carl is that person that bonded everybody together. Uh, I, th- I thought it was pretty funny uh, during that section. Uh, Trey, who you already know that I just I, I love his outbursts, but uh, he had an ITM and he's just like, talking he's talking he's talking about carl and he's like you worm <laughs> i like somehow missed that well it was airing but that's really funny yeah it, good times yeah they don't they don't like carl and what carl has done yeah i just also have to say that the leads need um different words when they're starting the rose ceremony, because it's the same thing all the time. Here to find my husband. I'm here to fall in love. I'm still confused, but I'm just gonna follow my heart. Is this a general thing or is this a Katie specific thing? I don't remember. No, what... all the leads say this rigmarole before they okay. hand out roses. I just want mm, them to yeah, be maybe... a little more candid. Like, Carl, you really ruined Good. the evening. <laughs> uh unfortunately i don't know that you can get what your heart desires here no probably not particularly if it is because i don't remember what what it was that matt said but i mean look you gotta it's the uh i don't know if we've ever talked about this necessarily but uh in some ways the Bachelor is like a church. <laughs> they have all of their ceremonies and rituals and uh, order of worship. Yes, <laughs> in, in some ways, and things like always having this little blurb that's the same right before the ba- the rose ceremony. I mean, it's the same thing that. Uh, TK have picked up the mantle of, of Chris now that he's left where you'd all come, always come out and be like you know men or I forget what he said but like yeah men this is the final rose mm-hmm. yep you also have a lot uh, of it's very it's very religious yeah. it's like this very sort of cult like experience you also have had a lot of Christian contestants over the years as well to fit in with that theme yeah, well, it's more like the Church of Satan, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, sorry, that I'm not mean. sure the theology is the greatest. But. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, what about this rose ceremony, Christy? Yeah, this is something we've never seen before during a rose ceremony, like, ever. So, like, she's going along with the names, and we get to Mike P., so like he accepts his rose and then he like starts to talk to her. I'm like, oh, no, what are you doing? <laughs> and then he's like, this isn't something we want to do now, but we've come together to tell you like what Carl said isn't the truth and that he's lying and just kind of walks back to like the rest of the guys. And I thought this was a great move because you've kind of like put it all out in the open there's no like nobody else can really like talk to her it's like all there and she now has to decide what to do 
and Carl can't defend himself against it either because everyone else is against him. Yeah, he uh, he didn't have the most pleasant expression on his face, <laughs> and I, I don't I don't think he could necessarily hear what Mike said to her because they were a bit far away. Yeah, I'm not sure, but but uh, he he I I would imagine that he knew mm-hmm. what <laughs> what was being talked about. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know I don't know if uh, if his style is just like fake it till you make it or what like that's what it seemed like (laughs) yeah that's kind of interesting too and this is a little bit of a tangent but something that i guess what i just wonder a little bit that we have a little bit of semi-associated experience with but just like how with mike as you were saying earlier it's like oh we have to we have to protect the queen. Or And w- w- another thing that he said, I don't remember if it was that moment or a little bit later, uh, about how it was their responsibility to uh, protect her heart specifically. Um, I, I suspect that maybe he comes out of some uh, sort of life experience, uh, given that like he's a virgin and then kind of some of the words that he's mm-hmm. said. I suspect that maybe he comes from a certain background. Yeah. Um, which is just kind of funny, but also kind of interesting that that's his, that's really his perspective. And um, I don't know if you have seen other people throughout the years in Bachelor have a similar bent to them, but it, it seems like a very sp- specific type of thing where it's like, okay, we gotta, we gotta re- we really, ha- we have to protect her very specifically. Yeah, I've heard language like that before. Like, usually when you hear protect her heart, that's a very specific kind of language that I think both of mm-hmm. us are very familiar with. <laughs> um, so it makes sense coming from Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> so, like, of course, this rattles Katie and she has to leave. Mm. Talks to TK. Yep. This conversation seemed a bit scripted, honestly, but oh, no. <laughs> they're just like, well, you, Katie, you get to decide what you want to do. Like, yeah, like you just, yeah, oh, God, Harvey, follow your heart. Yeah. Oh, one thing, though, she said she was planning to keep Carl initially. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, look, I don't know what to tell Or was you. that just the producers? But. That doesn't really make sense because then they let her get rid of him. So I don't know. That was puzzling to me. Yeah, I think that uh, both of us definitely would have been shocked a bit had he stayed. So I guess it's a good thing that Mike said something. Yes. Kind of threw a wrench in things. Which, I mean, how, I don't know, you you gotta, you gotta, like, imagine being in their shoes, and you're like, is Carl gonna actually stay here? Like, is one of us gonna get set home, and Carl gets to stay here? 
I feel like there would have been a lot of really angry people. Yeah, which is probably why she sent him home. Because she's like, well, <laughs> all the guys are going to be against me if I keep him. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't have been a great a great look for her to keep him particularly after getting talked to by Mike. I just... Yeah, we might have had the first bachelorette murder <laughs> had that happened. Hmm. Any uh any other things of note from from the rose ceremony? Um, not really. The men seemed to like John. He unfortunately went home, but they like all clapped when he left. Yeah, he was a very he seemed like a pretty friendly guy, mm-hmm. uh, fairly normal as far as bachelor bachelorette standards. the The one funny thing that I that I was cracking up about was after the final rose was given to Aaron, they just have the normal, the normal. Okay, that was the final rose. If uh, you know, you guys, whoever didn't get a rose is got to get out of here with like say your goodbyes and everything and so normally at least in my experience the guys kind of go around you know kind of saying their got goodbyes to each other and then like maybe talk to the lead on their way way out uh and so you have john <laughs> who starts mingling with everybody like starts hugging these guys and stuff and carl is just sort of standing to the side awkwardly like hmm. <laughs> I mean what are you gonna do at that point nobody likes you yeah. I mean he did it to himself yeah it was just I think probably the f- the f- humorous thing to me was that again he projected such a such an image of himself that really didn't seem to line up to reality both with just how he uh, tried to like make himself important and influential like how he was talking about that he was going to you know fix things in the rose ceremony from the first episode like all these different things is like he just he had such strong belief that he had so much more power than he had (laughs) but also when push comes to shove and sort of i think you saw that in the what was supposed to be you know, pre-Rose ceremony from last episode where I don't think he really... I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think he necessarily believed that anybody would challenge him or that it would sort of come to light. Yeah. And so, so when... Like, he thought that he was smooth and stuff and that he was influencing things behind the scenes and he really wasn't. And so it got brought to light and... He he had nothing because he just he couldn't deal with it. He wasn't he like he wasn't in a place where he could actually deal with that, and so that kind of carried through 
sort of to where he then got sent home, right? Because in mass season, you know, you had Victoria, who I would say arguably more annoying than Carl. I would say maybe more humorous <laughs> as well, even though he seemed like a pretty toxic person. But she at least seemed to back herself up and actually did seem to believe in herself as ridiculous as she was. And so you saw that in the difference, the differences in their exits because nobody really, for the most part, liked Victoria either. I don't think there, wa- there wasn't the same unanimous, like, get her out of here, but there, she didn't have many fans. But still, she walked right up to that man and was like, uh, I forget exactly what she said, but something to the effect of this is the worst mistake you've ever made in your entire life, and goodbye. And, like, she just, like, she left very much um, on her own terms, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think Carl was thinking, oh, if I reveal this stuff to Katie, like, she'll really like me more. And it was just a giant miscalculation on his part, because mm-hmm. he didn't—he yeah. didn't do it completely. He did it like halfway, and then expected like <laughs> the rest of the guys to finish it for him, but they didn't take the bait. So that leaves him. Yeah, because because what because what person is just is gonna be? I mean, you saw how how much of a rigmarole it was later to get a certain someone to actually admit anything like that like you're not gonna you're not gonna find somebody who's gonna do that most likely even if right because yeah i'm sure i'm sure he was right yeah because <laughs> this because this is the bachelorette why didn't he call out a certain somebody then I don't know if he like just didn't know. Like that's the thing. We don't know what it was he actually knew if anything or if he was just trying yeah. to stir up trouble and get on Katie's good side. I would actually but, like, be interested in like an exit interview from him like on a podcast or something like who were you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh let's reach out. <laughs> oh. probably shouldn't listen to our previous episodes. <laughs> yeah, you can't listen to last week's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, everything is ruined again. Rose ceremony at the beginning of an episode. Yeah, and spoiler alert, it doesn't fix itself at the end of this one. Oh, well, of course not. So it is now time for a group date. Oh, yeah. And you have information that you promised me. Oh, yeah. You asked who Nick Viallis, because Katie takes all the men to, like, this dark room with, like, spotlights with chairs sitting in a circle. Yeah, like an Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Vibe. So Nick Vial was a contestant on Andy Dorfman's season, which was quite a few years ago. He made it to final two, 
um, sort of like got down on one knee, she rejected him at the altar. So then the next Bachelorette season, he shows up like partway through on Caitlyn Bristow's season. One half of TK. So (laughs) it's just kind of weird. He also made it to the final two of that one, got rejected at the altar. Oof. So two seasons in a row, gets dumped at the end. Then he goes on Bachelor in Paradise, is like sort of dating this girl who he dumps so that he can basically become the ba- the next Bachelor. Oof again. So then <laughs> <laughs> he got engaged to a girl on that season. They lasted for a bit or so after the show, and then they broke up. And now he is... 40 years old, dating a 22-year-old Instagram model. So that's the history of Nick, who is now qualified to sit in a circle with these guys and have them tell. I don't like like that. (laughs) Uh, I don't like that whatsoever. Oh, fun. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so the whole... (laughs) (laughs) they were kind of uh they're kind of the guys were kind of freaking out a little bit because the date card didn't end with love kate katie or like heart katie or anything because it was something like um how how love is about honesty and i need a hundred percent but it was very ominous dot 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 (laughs) Yes, uh, <laughs> they should have known they were in for it at that point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, as I told you uh, while we were watching the episode, I would not want to be on the first date after drama went down like the drama that went down. <laughs> yeah, because that's going to be a talking point for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so illuminate us, Christy. What's going on here? It was, to me, slightly unclear what the meaning was at the beginning, but Nick's like, I'm here to hold you guys accountable. And I just, I was like, what does that mean? And then um, they talked about, like, sharing your heart or, like, your past. And then Nick just kind of, like, talks to Hunter first. He's like, Hunter, how you doing? <laughs> and Hunter is, like, forced to, like, Bill, I don't, I don't know how they knew what they were supposed to talk about, but. Well, they, I mean, they were just, she was just saying how she wanted to t- them to talk about their pasts and be honest, like, th- you know, we've all done things we aren't proud of, like. Yeah, I guess. All that. I guess they all took it. So it's sort of like this confessional thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess they all kind of took it in the direction of past relationships, but. He, it turns out Hunter um, was married, has a son and a daughter, but they, I guess, drifted apart. Um, mm-hmm. They got divorced. Yeah, basically, it seems like this was all about how, like, they were supposed to talk about how, you know, they had made mistakes in their past or whatever, and they had learned from learned from it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he was like, you know, I, I like ruined 
the best thing I had, and, like, I know, like, like, I'm not, like, finding love again, like, I'm not gonna take it for granted, like, that sort of thing. Yeah, this got really heavy really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then you had Courtney. Mm -hmm. We didn't quite see all of these, but, like, he said he made a mistake that broke trust with her, so now I'm wondering, what, did you cheat on her? (laughs) Yeah... Christy, people who who would go on The Bachelor or Bachelorette would never cheat on anyone, okay? And I can't believe that you would ever insinuate such a thing. Well, what is How this mistake you? then? <laughs> <laughs> we don't get to know that, Christy. They didn't show it in the edit. Yeah, because they did sort of like a montage. Yeah, we didn't hear much from thing. Aaron either. Um, no, just that. Just like how it became an obligation be with his girlfriend he didn't actually want to be with her like which is stuff really you love to I do know. when you're potentially well I, I love how I keep saying potentially it's like sh- Katie's literally dating all of them at the same time there is no potentially <laughs> yeah at least on a surface level yeah yeah uh, and then Mr. Butthole himself <laughs> Yeah, it is Thomas's turn. And he just has a giant word salad. I I couldn't even catch all of it. Stuff like, since the moment I met you, blah, blah, blah. What you see is what you get. Uh, yeah, okay. I, <laughs> I couldn't say when I first got here I was here for the right reasons. I thought I could at least build a platform. And that's red flag, red flag, red flag. Um, the feelings I have are real. I've led people on. I went on a date the day before I left. <laughs> it was such like complete crap. I don't know what he was thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I almost told you this last episode, um, but he just he has a very punchable face. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard that expression. Yes. <laughs> He's so smug. Yes, very smug. Always just like it was. It was totally. It was totally just telling telling her things that he thought she might want to hear, while not actually divulging any sort of useful or meaningful information whatsoever. Yeah, he completely skirted around the assignment. Oh yeah, that is one hundred percent par for the course. Yeah, I mean, just talking about not random nonsense, and it's like all like the all the other guys are like sitting there, like tears streaming down their face as they've like talked about like these terrible things they've done. Like, I mean, Hunter was just completely broken up by what he shared, and then you have. Thomas, who's just like sitting there smiling like a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, it was quite a stark contrast to everyone else. Oh yeah, yeah. Particularly since we then transitioned to Cotter. Yeah, this Cat- Catman himself. This was quite a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it turns out. He was in his mid-twenties. He was in grad school. Um, Eventually dropped out. 
um, started drinking a lot. Um, he said he would um, get really angry when he was drunk, say a lot of cruel things. Um, one time he got high and then cheated on his girlfriend. Um, basically blew up his life. Like As he was telling the story, I thought we were headed in a drunk driving direction, but mm -hmm. thankfully not. Um, eventually went to therapy. He's like, I'm a better person now. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was tough to listen to. Yeah. I wish I could go back to a time when I just knew him as innocent cat man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, life is hard and yeah. People make dumb decisions. Yep, I'm glad he came out on the other side, though. Mm -hmm. He appears to still be alive. Uh, and he appears, <laughs> as he said, he's like, well, like, I would have, I would have told you that, like, but I would have preferred to tell it to you in private. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, that is something that would much much prefer to say in private yeah i'm not a huge fan of these group spill your darkest secret dates it just feels very exploitative on the bachelorette <laughs> no christy the bachelorette and the bachelor protects their hearts is that so <laughs> yeah, as, as we've talked about before, it is generally a pretty exploitative show. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, again, they they sign up for it, True. so I don't feel that sorry for them. But still, it oh. is rough. And oh just boy. when you think you've reached the end, it's now Katie's turn. Mm -hmm. um, so apparently 10 years ago on New Year's Eve she'd been drinking and then these are the words she used involved in a situation where there wasn't consent and so um, she was like in denial for a while tried to even be in a relationship with that person but that obviously did not work out um, and then kind of like, yeah, because yeah, being in a relationship, like being in a relationship with somebody who has sexually assaulted you, um, and particularly given that you're in a relationship with the type of person who would sexually assault you, uh, yeah, it's not going to add well. No, so she ended up having an unhealthy relationship with sex for a while, so took a lot to get to where she is now where she's comfortable talking about it which I do feel like gave a little more context to the whole Katie sex positive storyline <laughs> we've been hearing a lot yeah I, I mean look I'm still skeptical because it's very it's very it's a very ABC thing to do um but yeah, I mean, it does make a little bit more sense. It is also just like, uh, just talking about how, uh, how uh, like felt 
blame or even potentially got blamed by some people mm-hmm. uh, for the situation. And it's just like, uh, yeah, it was why it wasn't her fault. Um, Bachelor did share the sexual assault hotline, like at the commercial break right after that, which I thought was good because there's a lot of people who have been affected by that. Yep. And man, it's just like ridiculous. I'm like, oh man, uh, if, you sh- if you just hadn't been drinking, if you just worn worn better clothes, it's like yeah, because that's totally gonna stop people who want to sexually assault other people. Yeah, you can get assaulted wearing a turtleneck. It is not the clothing, people. <laughs> Fun times, fun times. Uh, is there any anything else from this group date that's um, worth mentioning? Well, at the nighttime portion, um, a lot. I think a lot of the conversations were just kind of reacting to all the stories people had shared. Like, oh, I get. I always forget that it's it's just like it's another part of the same date. Oh. <laughs> And I was like, oh, they're in a different setting, yeah. different day, different time. Different clothes sometimes. <laughs> um, so I think the main thing was Katie's convo with Thomas. Where she asks, like, what are the red flags you said you were happy to discuss? And he just completely dodges the question. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love to how she so she asked she asked him this twice. Right. And after the second time, she, she's like, "Yeah, you like you seem to be like dodging the question." And he's like, "No, I'm not dodging the question. I'm happy to answer any questions you have." And he's like, "She literally just asked you twice the question that she wanted the answer to, and you're still not answering her." I know, and it was so obvious he didn't answer. Like, at least say something yeah at least make some crap up or something like yeah he's very like I just, swarmy uh, just yeah a pretty gross individual uh the 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 other thing so because this was part of the same date um now that i know that it's just the nighttime portion of the same date but uh katie's conversation with Michael. Right? Um. Michael A. Is that, is it Michael A? Or is the guy with the kids? Yes. So he gets the one-on-one after this. Really? The, the one with the son? Like where he talked about his wife Mm -hmm. dying? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one-on-one. Oh, my goodness. I got to organize my crap better. (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, Yeah, I will go. Okay, well, yeah. I can't believe I put this in the same spot. But, yeah, because I I have a note here that just says, Thomas is way too smiley. 
Oh, well, that is true, too. Like, <laughs> he, like, at some point, Katie and Aaron were talking, and then Thomas is just, like, pacing in the background like a creeper, like, waiting for them to finish yeah, I talking. Know. Yeah, I love, I just, and I say I love, and I really don't. I am being completely non-serious, but just how, from time to time, people, like, interrupt other people and be like, oh, can I, like, steal for, for, for a bit? It's like, just go away. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's always not important. It's always annoying. Just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. So he sits down and unleashes another load of BS. Like, it was put on my heart so heavy. What does that even mean <laughs> to start off with? He's like, I yes. need to express where I was coming from before because apparently he needed to clarify things yeah cool because yeah and i i i was just i had a flashback to carl here mm-hmm. right where it's very much the same sort of situation where he he thinks that he can that like he's in control and that he can kind of sort of stage manage things to the outcomes that he wants and so he didn't think that the conversation that he had with her before had the outcome that he wanted which was his own fault for not answering the question oh yeah totally 100 percent. yes yes for sure but again he like in that same sort of way he's like oh this didn't this didn't go exactly how i wanted i got it i need to fix this and so then he's like pacing around trying to figure out how to do that and then he's like okay sorry aaron i need to talk to her and as i told you while we were watching, I was like, Shh, yeah, I se- seriously doubt that anything has ever been put on his heart so heavy. No. And then he <laughs> had this line, when I look at you, I feel fear and love. I haven't felt this way in a while. I feel an energy. <laughs> and like Katie is eating this all up. Yeah, I just... Uh, Katie's like, you're so passionate, and they start making out. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I... Uh, and of course, like... Do you hear that? No. The trash man is here. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, it's just, like, these, I I didn't really expect this was going to happen necessarily, but immediately, the guys have another Carl. Like, it's, no, it's just an, another guy that they all hate. Yes, they are, they are displeased he got extra time. Oh, just, just, just slightly, yes. Yeah, Aaron was very angry. (laughs) Yeah, he stays mad the rest of this episode. (laughs) Um, Aaron doesn't forget. No. (laughs) So Connor gets the group date, Rose. Yep, not a surprise. Which is just, I mean, it's... Man, that's just... uh, like knowing like I don't 
don't know if I would want to know all that information about all those people. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it changes how you see them. Although, I guess not not a ton, because he still got the rose. I mean, I, I guess, like, con context is important. It's just tough. Because, like, I, I don't know, this isn't, isn't something I've really thought about much before, but, like, I feel like it would might be kind of difficult to be in a relationship with somebody who has cheated on somebody before. Yes, I would always be worried. And again, maybe maybe that dynamic changes some since you know, I get they there were other circumstances at play, but still I feel like that would be tough. And of course, yeah, I, I guess I should mention here too, like at the end, this is this is her th this is her thing. Uh, just like uh, another cult-like element. Uh, but every time she finishes the group date, she's like, uh, "This is this is what I this is what I appreciated about." you on the group date and this is what i appreciate about you on the group date uh and i don't know i like i i don't mind it i might even like it it's just kind of funny how she goes around and, and does that so specifically at the end of each group date uh -huh. yeah it's kind of like a here's first second and third place or here's the runner-ups like at a pageant <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm glad. I'm glad Cat Guy is safe. Yes, he is safe for now. Okay, and I, I guess I, I realize, I got confused because, uh, what I wrote down was about the, it wasn't an ITM. It was just sort of a cutaway where Michael was talking about it with with guys um I guess in the they were like in a hot tub or something maybe yeah they he talked to Mike and one other guy I don't remember about his wife yeah so I'm not totally crazy I'm just mostly crazy yeah so uh how about this one-on-one? -on -one? Well, it starts off with Katie driving a dune buggy and flipping it over. <laughs> Just a great start. <laughs> uh, yeah, you gotta get, get all your death and dismemberment in on The Bachelorette. Gotta, uh, you gotta attract the, the thrill-seekers of the audience. <laughs> yeah, they rode one around too together. And didn't flip over, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. Is that something you would enjoy? It is not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
don't think our audience is at all surprised by that. No. I... Given how you're like, oh, I wouldn't want to repel down that building. Ugh. Jumping out of a perfectly functional aircraft? No, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but if the aircraft has a door that can be opened in flight, I mean, I feel like it's just asking for it to jump out. It's like telling you, you got to get out. You got to jump. Only if the plane is going down. Well, the plane would be going down eventually. No, but free fall kind of going <laughs> down. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they they seem to be into each other. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, there was a fair amount of kissing on this date. Yeah, it didn't seem like she was into him in previous episodes, but that changed, I think. Mm-hmm. Even before she found out, which is kind of interesting. I think that was kind of all for the daytime. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much just dune buggy, dune buggies and kissing. Yep, they set up that he has a lot more to share. Um, mm -hmm. Which he's saving till the night portion. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he met his wife on, I'm assuming, in college. Um, they got married in 2012. They had a son born in 2016. And then seven months after that, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And then his wife died in 2019. Mm. Which is just that awful. Is, yeah. It is very awful. But he says he's finally gotten to the place where he's ready to open up his heart. Which I guess it's been about two years or almost two years at this point. No, it's been over two years, right? Because wasn't it the be? Didn't she die in the beginning? Oh, that's right. Yeah, they filmed this. Yeah. So um, well. So it's just over. Yeah, well, just over I always, two. Yeah, I always, I always forget too that it's like, oh, they recorded this a long time ago. <laughs> so yeah, so it's not quite. Yeah, it's it's just over two. Not two and a half yeah. years, but a little over two. Um. Yeah, that's uh. Just, uh, tough, tough thing after tough thing on this episode. Yeah, a lot of, I mean, sexual assault, alcoholism, breast cancer, just a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also, uh, may have to adjust my original assessment. Of Michael? Uh, of Michael, yes. J and his future on the show, I mean. Yeah, I didn't see this coming. And I, I maybe this, maybe I just missed this. Maybe I'm just a terrible person and made assumptions, which is entirely possible. Um, 
and of course I'm sure I'm sure too they they they, they uh, I'm sure too that the producers like wanted people to make assumptions <laughs> from the per- from the perspective right of you see like you you see this guy on the show who says he's a single dad like he has a young kid and she's like oh wow he just like couldn't like he couldn't keep a, a marriage together like uh, well he has enough free time to like be on the bachelorette like he like his son must not be that important to him uh but the circumstances are actually quite different so oh yeah i guess i had known his wife died already so i kind of like had that in the back of my mind um but yeah how just because of your knowing everything i mean i saw it might have been in his bio maybe on ebc or i saw it on reddit or something um but yeah, I didn't initially. I didn't think he would. I didn't see him getting a one-on-one at all, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess that just goes to show you appearances can be deceiving. Yep. He gets. He gets the rose. Hmm. Yeah. I mean that. That was actually like. I mean, yeah, you you didn't particularly get enthused by the daytime portion of the day, but like as far as a as far as a nighttime portion of the day, I feel like that was probably the best that I've seen. Yeah, it was nice. They because norm because normally they just they sit at the table and have dinner, and then sometimes go outside and sit somewhere and watch the fireworks meant to freak everybody else out. Yeah, the stargazing was a nice change, I'd say. Yep, got to go up on the roof, the roof and watch the stars. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I like more, him. More more unique. Ugh. Dang it! I ha- I hate having to change my mind. So <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it's now time for another group date, which we will not see this episode at all. No, nope. not the group date, not the next row ceremony. Everything's ruined again because of freaking Carl. Yes, and Thomas is also partly to blame. I think at least. Like all the guys are like complaining about him, and then he like walks into the room. And yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love, I always, I always get a kick out of when that happens because obviously they're talking about the person. Obviously they're saying terrible things about the person, but then the person comes in and they're like, <laughs> like changes the subject. Yeah, but this time Hunter takes it upon himself to announce to the whole group that Thomas is lying. Or at least that's how they all feel. It feels like a campaign. 
And he asked Thomas, has it crossed your mind to be the bachelor? And then Thomas unleashes another line or a series of lines. But this one in particular, I can't be disingenuine, (laughs) which is not the correct use or not the correct word there. And then he finally admits one of the thoughts on my mind was potentially being the next bachelor, but now it's gone from my mind. Yeah. Okay. Which is a lie. <laughs> Doubt. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Not true. <laughs> yeah. Cause Hunter also talked to him earlier as well. He sort of had a, I mean, as much of a heart to heart as you can with a cold fish as like Thomas. <laughs> Uh, and I guess I guess raised enough concern that that he felt like he needed to bring it up in front of the whole group there at the end. Yeah. Well, I just all of this group like feelings about Thomas, and that he's so like manipulative, wants to be the next bachelor not here for the right reasons i just think it's ridiculous because all of them are there for the wrong reasons they're all there to get followers so why no (laughs) why is it such a big deal that thomas is the one who verbalized what they're all thinking every last one of them has thought about being the bachelor christy the rest of them are there for love and love only that's what they want you to believe but they are all no, just no, as Christy, bad. It's true. <laughs> this like self-righteous, like, oh, I'm here for Katie. Like, just stop. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess it maybe it uh it may be more about like from the perspective of people rocking the boat or people kind of disrupting the equilibrium, right? Because, yeah, they may, they may, you know, all of them may be there for the quote-unquote wrong reasons. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe some of them are there for the right reason. We, like, I don't, I don't want to speculate here. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think it has to do more with that, right? Because if you say say all of them are just there primarily to grow their Instagram followers and get sponsorships and crap like that, um, and like as a bonus, like maybe they make it far enough and get to, you know, have sex with this conventionally attractive person, that would be great. Whatever, but. I feel like you get people in that situation and that may be everyone's objective probably but if you have people like a Carl like a Thomas yeah they may have this they may have the same objective as everybody else but they're sort of going about it in such a way that jeopardizes things for everybody else right so in the instance in in this Carl situation, right? I'm sure a lot of them would have loved to like 
sabotage somebody else. <laughs> but he went about it in such a way that it, what he it wasn't smart. Uh, it was totally just half-baked, and he ended up making Katie super upset. Like, right, because I think at the back of everybody's mind, there's this fear that Katie could just be done. <laughs> right, because, I mean, I, I don't know what the contracts for these people look like, but theoretically, as damaging as it would be, she could just be like, I, I'm not going to do this. And this, like, you guys have broken my trust, etc. And so having somebody like Carl, like, that puts things in jeopardy because he's then made her super upset. He's made it harder for everybody else to get on Katie's good side because she's now, like, super overthinking things or overthinking things more than she did. Like, all these different elements. Same with Thomas. Like, if Thomas continues and he's, like, sweet-talking her and, like, she's growing really close to him once he's then sending other people home and keeping him um, sending other people home who aren't going to rock the boat and then once it actually then explodes in the future and it kind of comes out that oh yeah I was just here to be the bachelor all along then it's the same it's Carl 2.0 <laughs> right where now she's super upset uh, she doesn't trust anybody anymore because she's dragged this guy along through the process so far. And it's like, well, if he was, you know, just BSing me the entire time, then is everybody just BSing me the entire time? And so, like, it, as we've talked about, it's sort of this ecosystem. And people like that jeopardize the ecosystem. And so, even if. 95% of the other guys came on the show being like, well, like, yeah, it would be totally cool to, like, be in a short-term relationship with this person, but, like, I'd really love to be the next Bachelor, because that would really explode my my platform and get me really lots of views and stuff. It's still a bit different from that perspective. Yeah, those are good points. Um, but, I mean, Thomas for sure needs to go. He's <laughs> he's just... Ugh, I don't even know how else to describe him. Yeah, because it's not even... It's not even like a Victoria situation where as awful as she is, it's funny. She was more blatant. Thomas is more like beneath the surface kind of yeah and again just that excessive smile like even even this conversation that he had with the group of guys where they're like trying to get him to admit to stuff he's like smiling like a like a maniac like oh, i would never want to like make you guys think this or that like yeah it's such a fake facade i feel like he's putting on Yep. It's great. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, he might survive for a while. Hopefully not, though. 
Hopefully she's able to see through him. They, the, the guys at some point may stage another intervention, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is just kind of kind of funny to see. It's like, well... I don't trust any of you. But you're like... But they're <laughs> they're like, well... We may we might not be great, but like we're not trying to take advantage of you that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely the worst of the bunch at this point. Yeah, I I guess I just it's hard for me to know and I'm and I'm gonna use the word upset here. Like this doesn't affect me on an emotional level so it's not actually true <laughs> that I would be upset but it's more I guess like it may be more accurate to say like talk about expectations right it's hard for me to know what my expectation should be uh, and maybe maybe as as a viewer I should just be kind of suspending disbelief and like going along with things and be like oh my goodness Oh, Thomas, how could you? How could you do this? Oh, oh. But as somebody who is very cynical, my <laughs> my perspective often ends up quite skewed. And so where I'm going with this is like, well, how much of this should I actually take at face value? And specifically talking about, right, how Katie's whole mantra this whole time, right, is that she is here to find love and a husband and be sex positive. <laughs> so is that actually true? Oh, from Katie's? Uh, I mean, she keeps saying it. So, <laughs> I yeah. Well, I mean, I'm Thomas keeps saying random garbage. I'm sure Katie is loving the Instagram bump she's getting as well, and the TikTok bump. She's has a lot of followers on there as well. And if she yeah, finds someone, I mean, bonus. Wow, that's awfully cynical of you, Christy. <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess maybe it's it's a little easier to believe possibly that the lead might be a little bit more serious yeah especially the bachelorettes the bachelorettes tend to pick better like on average compared to the bachelors on this show mhm mm cuz really um, I mean, is it, is there a, I mean, I, besides just, like, being somebody who maybe isn't great or likely to have a long-term relationship, like, is there a huge amount of incentive for the leads to fail? Because, like, what, like, how likely is it that a lead is going to get recycled back through, like, bachelor in paradise or um another like bachelor bachelorette season well the leads generally don't there's been 
Paradise has. I heard some rumors, but generally leads don't come back mm. on. Okay. So. so, yeah, so so maybe it is more likely that that she's serious. Yeah. About that, but. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it feel like the 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 most lucrative pass path would be. So, like, if say you're a woman, so bachelor, bachelor in paradise, bachelor, bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just hit them all. <laughs> oh yeah, so like. Fail to find love on The Bachelor and then get shuffled to Bachelor in Paradise. Fail there again. Get back to Bachelor. Fail to find love and then be a lead. I mean, that's essentially what Nick did. Nick Vial. Mm-hmm. So. And he's still not happy, is he? Well, he seems to be happy with this. Well, he's, ha- he's happy for now, but it's also kind of creepy. Yeah, a little bit. Almost double her age. Yeah, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. That kind of age gap is kind of Yeah, like 18, 19 years. On Mm. both sides of it, it's weird. (laughs) Yeah. I would say it's more weird from his perspective, though, that, like, Right, because like, so he's you're saying he's h- how old is he? Forty yeah, something. Forty. Yeah, as a forty year old, you meet a woman who's probably like not even out of college. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I date her. Like, I think she Ugh. was twenty one or something when they started dating. It's just uh, weird. Like, well, it's technically legal. Technically, yes. It's real weird. We're also real weird. Oh, man. Hmm. Any last words on this episode? Um, no, I think I think I've said everything. Oh, the, uh, the end tag was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would be just as bad at that as Katie was. Well, so I, I probably... Here's the thing. I would be I I might not be able to identify where it was, but I would have the correct name for it because there's so there were this is a throwback to Katie's one-on-one with Michael as they're like lying on this on the roof stargazing. And she's like, "Oh, like which ones like which ones are can we see?" And she's like, "Oh, there there's O'Brien's belt." <laughs> which uh for any astronomy challenged listeners, it's actually Orion's belt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so she says that and he's like, uh, th- that's that's a name of, a, of an Irishman. She's like, what? what? He's like, it's o- Orion's belt. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty. Yeah, cool. I like relatable moments like that. Yep, there. There are people too, believe it or not. Do you have yep. a kiss count? 
Yes, yes, I do. We have another eight. Okay, respectable. We matched. We matched last episode to the exact kiss, which is just great, wonderful. You know how much I love keeping track of all the kisses. It's your favorite thing. Oh, just oh, I would I I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. <laughs> Uh, yes. Well, do you have any, I guess, uh, is there any Bachelor Nation stuff you wanted to talk about as a finale here? Um, I think it's been pretty quiet over the last week. There was a bit of a bombshell article that Rachel Lindsay wrote, which I thought was pretty good. Like all the behind the scenes of her time on the show. Um, mm-hmm. just the way she was treated, how evil the producers are, which I always <laughs> love reading stuff like that. I mean, I don't think there was any ever any question no. that the producers are evil. But to hear it from a lead, <laughs> usually the leads do not spill all that tea like she did. Yeah, well, she, she was just, she was over it. Yeah, I would be too. If I were her, <laughs> I feel like you probably would have been over it well before she was over it. <laughs> yeah, she she lasted a while, but I mean, when you have to hire people to protect you because you're getting death threats from racist fans, it's time to exit the franchise. Yeah, that's that's kind of ridiculous. It's also ridiculous, too, because these people, like, know about her. And so just saying, like, because when I first found out about her, right, I had no, I had zero context for who she was. Yeah. I just, like, because I had, I had never watched before. I had never, like, I was not in this world whatsoever. Oh, if only I could go back to the time when I was so innocent. Uh, but so I right so I found out about her, and my initial thought was just like, yeah, like okay, so she like she was a bachelor what uh, bachelorette or whatever. She, like she was on the show. Like she's probably like like not a great person, <laughs> like whatever. Because um, that because right that my only exposure to her was just like seeing some random you know new bachelor news segment um and i think probably the first exposure was that little bit of chris like the chris harrison mm-hmm. thing i had never heard of her before so i was like well like good for her like for being in the interview whatever um and not like throttling him over the internet like <laughs> i feel like she maybe should <laughs> want to do um, but that was my only impression of her. And then come to find out, it's like, well, actually, she's, like, a great lawyer. Like, all these different things. Like, wow, this is actually, like, a person of substance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I totally was not expecting at yeah. all. But, like, these people know this about her. I know, but I guess that doesn't matter when you get painted a certain way. 
I mean, I had forgotten, like the article was talking about how Chris kind of painted her as the quote angry black woman all the way back then. And it's just kind of followed her all the way since. I mean, I feel like anybody would be angry if they were putting up with all that BS. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> watching when she was The Bachelor, I didn't know all of that stuff behind the scenes that was happening. So. Yeah. And maybe, I, I don't know, maybe that's just part of it is that people, so people don't know these things. And so they make these assumptions and they're just like, oh, well, like, we like we know Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison's great. Like, we love Chris Harrison. Blah, blah, blah. And and it's it's easy to just be like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, we, we saw we saw the footage. She's just cranky all the time. She's just why won't she just calm down? She's having this. She has this great opportunity. And it's like, well, there's all this other stuff going on. Yeah. And so when you kind of combine that with perhaps a worldview that some people have who watch the show, um, I, I thought it was kind of funny, but also kind of sad as well. And the, in the, in the article that we're talking about here, she used the phrase, and I guess this is something that she's mentioned in her podcast, yeah. but talking about how there's bachelor nation and Bachelor Clan. I know that was genius. <laughs> which is, uh, I mean, which is kind of kind of interesting to think about. If the shoe fits. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would want to paint everybody with that. No, <laughs> with not everybody. Brush because I think, because I think a lot of people are just, just straight up dumb when it when it comes to stuff like that. But yeah, it's. I, I just don't I don't understand how you hear about stuff like that and just be like yeah I can't believe that she would be angry about that <laughs> yeah it's it's the kind of article that when you finish it I'm like why am I still watching this show <laughs> mm-hmm. oh boy but we soldier on mm-hmm. yes whether we sh- should or not, I guess. <laughs> yes, I mean we. It, it, I mean we we. Uh, I, I guess I specifically joked about this last season, uh, but just you know, perhaps, perhaps me starting a podcast about the show was was what was necessary to finally put it in the ground. I mean. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Last season was well. We don't need to rehash that, but what a dizzy! No, that was a disaster. That was yes. not the greatest season. No, there were a lot of things about that season that were quite extra. Yeah, I need Matt to write an article like Rachel did. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, one more thing. Matt was supposed to go on Rachel Lindsay's podcast she has with Van Lathan on higher learning. Warner Brothers blocked him. 
stuff something about like contract stuff you can't go on oh okay so they were like you like we'll sue you yeah because you're you're in breach of like an nda or yeah so like i'm sure he has plenty of tea to spill but they're like nope yeah i that'd be interesting to hear too because right there i don't know there's just a lot of conflicting things because he's fairly fairly obviously to me at least like like the season did not go well no <laughs> and and i don't think i don't think that you can put a lot of that on him i mean i think you can put some of it on him potentially um but a lot of it not as well but then i don't know i'm also conflicted too because it's then like well what was going on like afterwards yeah, there's a lot of fishy <laughs> stuff. There's a lot there's a lot of question marks and a lot of stuff that's like, well, like I think he kind of got a bum deal with his season, but I'm also like, well, do I care? <laughs> Undetermined. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to care at this point when you're like on to the next season now. Well, yeah, and there were just two of the reports of, like, the whatever weird stuff was going down where he was, like, trying to get back with Rachel, and but then he, like, also tried to, like, get with this other lady yeah, at the same time or something. Weird. Who knows? Who knows what was happening with that? But anyways, we we have gotten off topic a little bit. Try not to talk about that season. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think that's uh, it for this yes, week. Yes, that is it. An exciting episode. Hopefully Thomas gets what's coming to him soon. Yes, we can hope. This has been Group Dates and Hot Takes, a Bachelor Nation podcast. I'm Sampy. And I'm Christy. We'll talk to you next week.